It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I am Brett Levy. I'm your host, and I do have a guest joining me a bit later on in the show today. Uh, but for now, we're going to get on with um, some of the usuals and familiars, and uh, I'm really excited about the review that I'm going to do today. So let's uh, let's get on to things with a Z <coughs> and a cough for me. It's a bit cheesy. So on today's show, um, I'm going to be reviewing the Belkin Soundform Rise. Bit of a mouth twister, but uh, the sound definitely makes up for it. So um, as you know, if you watch the show regularly or listen to it on the podcast, I review a lot of headsets. I love headsets. Um, I actually have to give a shout out to Ari Sternberg because I always call him the headset guy. Um, he loves headsets probably more than I do. All right, you would like these headsets. Um, so let's get into it. So I've put it up on the screen for those that are watching. Um, I'm holding it in my hand. There's a picture of the black ones. Here's the white ones. The little case opens up. Let's start with that. So the case opening up is quite a cool feature. If you have an iPhone and a pair of Apple AirPods, um, as soon as you open the case on your phone, a notification says connected to Brett's iPods or AirPods, rather, sorry. I don't have AirPods, funny enough. Um, this doesn't do that. The Belkin um, Soundform Rise don't show a notification. That's obviously an iOS and Apple product thing. But as soon as you open the lid, it does connect to your phone. So there's no stumbling around and checking your Bluetooth settings, etc., etc. Um, the other thing that I really, really liked about the headsets is individual use. Now I've spoken about this quite a few times, and I'm not sure why the big brands don't get this right. Just looking for some of my banners here. Um, we got that one running over there. So individual use means you can put in either ear. A lot of the premium headsets, um, you pair with the right ear, and then that connects to the left ear. So generally, if you only want to use one headset, which I like to do a lot, um, you have to use the right ear. Now, my right ear gets tired after a while of having something jammed in it. So the fact that I can actually switch, and I can do it during a call as well, which I thought was very cool. So I didn't have to like select the left ear first and then that's it, that's, you know, while I'm listening or while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. You can actually swap. You can add in both, you can take out one, you can put in one. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, another feature which, when we do get to price, if we talk price a bit later on, you'll see why this is an important one to mention. It has wireless charging built into it as well. I'm not sure if I actually have a, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not sure if I have a picture up here showing the wireless charger. Um, what have we got here? No, we'll save that for just now. But basically, um, you can charge on any wireless charger. Um, there's actually a promotion, which we'll talk about a bit later on, that it comes as a kit with its own 10,000 milliamp battery pack. I definitely have a picture of that floating around somewhere at one. Um, so you've got wireless charging. It's USB-C, which comes with a USB-C cable in the box. Um, it has different ear gels, so you can change the tips. It is sweat resistant, and it is sweat resistant. I actually used them at gym yesterday. Um, I did a 30-minute cardio workout. That was my way of telling you and everyone else that I actually went to gym. Um, luckily, the camera is from here up, but we'll leave it at that for now. And um, gave them a quick wipe afterwards. No worries. There's no residue in the case or anything like that. So I think the RPX rating was 5, which is pretty decent for sweat. So there's a bit of water and sweat resistance there. Now, the RISE are not ANC rated. So in order for an ANC active noise cancelling, generally the product would claim to be ANC and would stipulate that on the box. These are not active noise cancelling, which requires active noise cancelling. It requires software and a hardware component as well for that to, to happen and the microphones to actually mute out the outside noise. That being said, if you put the proper ear gels in, the proper fitting size, and you put them in and you lock them in, uh, it really does block out a lot of the noise. Uh, unfortunately, the gym that I train at, the guy that runs it has a like 1960s to 1970s heavy metal love affair and plays some of the real shittier side of that period. Um, so having the headset in with, again, not active noise cancelling, but at least noise blocking, uh, was really cool. So, oh, and a tip there as well, and this applies to any headset that you buy that has gel bits that you can change. 
sometimes you might feel you need a small on the one side and a medium on the other or medium and large in it. So play around with the sets. It, it, you don't necessarily have to put one on the right ear and say, oh, that's medium, that's great. Um, you might want to actually check. I have, I've owned a couple of headsets before where I've just felt that, let's say a small on the one side and a medium on the other just felt better. Um, I'm happy for someone to jump on and explain to me why our ears are different sizes. Uh, but yeah, so look at that. Uh, I mentioned that it's got the quick connect, which I, I really do like. Now I clicked on the slides earlier and I'm gonna bring that up. For those of you that have watched or listened to any of my shows before, when I try and explain sound, so let's talk about the sound. There are two microphones on each side. So noise, noise um, phone calls are really cool. I have a, a colleague and a really good friend, Alon. In fact, I've got to get Alon on the show one day because I talk about him quite regularly, who I always make my very first phone call to every time I tried a new headset. And Alon gave it the seal of approval. He said that he couldn't hear it if the call wasn't bad. There was no echoing. I have phoned him on some uh, headsets before that he really doesn't like. So two microphones in each headset, which are designed to make sure you've got good quality. On the box, it refers to powerful, deep sound. Now, I take deep as bass, but I think to be correct, deep actually means almost when you start talking into spatial, that you have this, it's not that tinny, trebly sound. The deep sound means that you actually have range in your sound. And these headsets definitely do. So that brings us to the Kristen Hirsch Your Ghost meter. I think that's what I used, or rating scales, the words that I've used. Now, just so you know, no one has ever got a 10 out of 10 on the Kristen Hirsch Your Ghost um, rating scale. I do have to give this headset a 7.5 out of 10. So if you ever go and listen to that song, there's this bass that comes through that just, if on a really big set of speakers, like at a club, it would just go straight through you. With over the years to, to date, I've had the best results, uh, but a 7.5 is very respectable. You do hear that bass coming through. I think that goes to its deep sound that it refers to. Um, and then I did mention that um, you, there's a, a package that's coming. So I'll talk about the package a bit later, but there I've taken a picture of, I have a different Belkin charger. This is not the one that comes with the package. Um, well, let's talk about the package. So if you buy it, and uh, we can go over to the smemall.org, and um, you can click it there, and it'll take you straight through to where the specialist. Don't say we don't give you anything on the technology show. You can search Rise or Belkin, and you'll find the link that will take you to belkin.com.au. There actually is a package. You can get this headset and a 10,000 milliamp battery pack. It's not that one. If you look at that one carefully, you can see there's a bit of a curve. That is uh, designed for my iPhone 12 Pro. So that takes the camera housing there. Um, but you can see the orange light is on. It does charge my Belkin headset as well. So um, anyway, so back to the case holds 24 hours of charge and the Buds 7. Now, I haven't tried to run them down. And by the way, I don't ever recommend running products down or batteries down to empty. That, was, that applied in the nickel cadmium days. Things like memory effect occurred. With lithium-ion, you don't need to. And in fact, they ship lithium-ion always at 50% charge. So if possible, don't actually let it run down past like 60 70% on any of your devices. But if you do and you're somewhere where you know when you're charging or you're listening to an extremely interesting podcast like The Technology Show, episode after episode, you binge listening, um, you will get up to seven hours. Now, I have done four hours of continuous play. It started off going to gym. And then a phone call came through, so I was on the phone call, and then I was in the car driving, so I just left them in. And, of course, when I got off the phone call, the music kicked back on that I was listening to, and I went back into that. And I would say it was probably a good nearly four hours that I listened to. Um, well, I was on the headset, sorry, um, and I didn't run out of battery power. So I haven't tested the full seven hours, but I think a brand like Belkin wouldn't make a claim that they haven't actually tested or substantiated. So 7.5 on the Kristen Herschel Ghost Scale, really comfortable. Um, if you go over to the smemore.org, um, look for Belkin or type Rise, it will give you the link straight through there. Um, I believe Big W has the same special, and of course you can just go direct to belkin.com.au, um, but I think it was about $119 for the earbuds and the pack. It's a 10,000 milliamp pack, so it's going to charge a lot more than just your um, earbuds. Uh, yeah, so that is my things with a Z, and it did not disappoint. Right, so on to tech news. Uh, what have we got? Okay, so 
This is my FOMO show. Um, I will be talking about Mobile World Congress next week. It started, well, it actually starts on a Sunday. Officially, it starts today. But if you go there and if you've ever been to the show, it actually starts on a Sunday. There's a lot of pre-show stuff, a lot of pre-show stuff that you should be doing, especially if you're going there as press or media. Um, I've already seen a couple of really exciting releases come out of um, some of the presentations that was shown yesterday. Um, I will be talking about these next week, but I just had to put up the uh, Fia Grande, which is that building that you can see if you're actually watching the show, not just listening to it. Hopefully next year, this whole COVID debacle is over and I will be back in my beloved Barcelona for Mobile World Congress where I will do the show live from. So staying with mobile, this is a very interesting one. In fact, I must remember to chat to my guest who I can see is actually in our lobby. Um, about this. So basically, um, the US federal government is now talking about um, Apple and Google allowing other marketplaces to sell apps. Now, just think about that for a second, right? So I think Google's probably got more to lose than, uh, sorry, Apple's got more to lose than Google because Apple makes their money from the apps, whereas Google's still got the whole advertising um, and suite and everything else that they do. Um, but if they start allowing anyone to download from anywhere, which is kind of what you can do with an Android phone, if you, especially if you sideload, um, Apple will stand to lose the most on this, which also I can see Apple pushing back and saying, well, now they can't guarantee the security and protection that an iPhone user has become accustomed to. Now, I'm all for free markets and fair markets and all those kind of things, but I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this one because I don't really want to have any form of malware and stuff come into, um, <laughs> I've got to put that up. Whoop, whoop. At least Alon's actually listening to the show. Alon, I am going to get you on the show, but that's a promise and it's now recorded. So um, I, I like the fact that my iPhone is secure and it doesn't have malware and it doesn't have stuff that I can't put on it um, and shouldn't put on it and so on and so forth. And yes, I pay more for it. And yes, I have an Android phone. Should I want to do these things? But it'll be very, very interesting to see how this actually plays out and, and if that bill passes. <coughs> Don't know what's going on. Got a little tickle. Sorry about that. So, our fellow Donald Trump. Um, he launched Truth Social uh, into the public. I think it's actually the number one app on the iPhone. Um, this was after being booted off all the social networks. Um, Truth Social is failing at the moment. Now, it might be popular and it might be number one on the Apple Store. Here's why I'm saying it's failing. So, first of all, it's a Twitter lookalike. It looks very much like Twitter. <coughs> Great time to have a coughing fit live on show. But it's not available on Android. <coughs> this is when you wish you didn't do your shows live. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. So it's not available on Android. Now, given that 50% of the market or more is Android, and maybe not America because it's only available in America at the moment, but given that 50% or more of the mobile market is Android, the fact that you launch in this day and age without having both platforms is a bit scary. The second reason why I say it's a failure is um, I think you know they've based it on the Twitter design and look and feel but it's having all the same problems that Twitter does. It, it's hanging, it's crashing, uh, there's a waiting queue to get your, your username. So, you know, maybe like some of the other things that Trump did, they were half-baked before he pulled the trigger on going live. Uh, I don't know why he needed to go live so urgently. And also, you only had about 500 people in this beta test. This is not a sledge against Donald Trump. This is a sledge against putting bad products to market. If you're going to go to market with a product, Test it, retest it, get your friends to test it, and get your friends' friends to test it as well, and then test it again before you go live. And for goodness sake, go across both platforms, especially if it's an app. The last thing you want is people go, oh, I've got an Android phone, I can't get this app. Hashtag fail. So, yeah, um, staying with failures. Now, if you're watching the show, I've got a picture of a transparent OLED screen. Um, why? You know, this is the kind of moment in time that I wish I could just scrunch up my notes and go next but i can't because it's digital and it's live and all those good things why would you want a transparent screen and, I, and before I, people jump on chat and give me good reasons yes commercial reasons i can fully understand 
you can put them in stores and you can see through the windows and it's all pretty if nothing's going on great i'm talking about an oled made for home use tv now if you understand how oled technology works the main selling point and marketing point for the last five years whatever it's been of oled is the words deep blacks tv always battles to get blacks black which obviously you need to enhance all the other colors you have to have a nice good solid black background and now you've freaking gone and taken it all away because it's transparent so uh yeah um keep it to to, to commercial use but really if you're going to bring it in for home use huh. so i've got a couple other things but you know what my guests have been sitting in the studio in the lobby i'm going to bring him in and we can quickly have a chat before we get into the main thing so let's just bring roger in Hey, hello, Roger. How are you? Can you hear me? Thanks, man. I actually have a slide for you. I'm going to click and I'm going to go click, 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 click. Guess of the week. Guess of the week. Roger, there really? we go. Oh. Right. I really so, need to update that photo. I got that off LinkedIn, but I know. So, I really need to update that photo. Roger, I'm going to take you to full screen so everyone that is watching can see you actually looking better in real life than you are on your photo. Oh, thank you. Good, Very much. This is an old photo. It this is. is you. So yeah. you're looking better, not worse. So hey, I'm well about done. twenty something kilos lighter now than I was back then. I've actually seen your journey. So I think just for the listeners out there, Roger and I are mates. This is not just someone that's coming on board to uh, be a guest of the week, although he has been a guest of the week before. In fact, more than once. And um, Roger, you reached out to me. I think it was in the conversation on uh, on LinkedIn when I started having a go at the metaverse two weeks in a row. Um, so I thought you, know, you recently said, yeah, I, I think we share probably the same loves and cynicism when it comes to the metaverse. Now, I'm not going to give the intro on you. You've got Achiever, you're the co-founder of Achiever and Achiever with VR is the key pointer of the way you spell that. This actually put that, oh, you got in your shirts as well. You see, I'm going to do that. I'm wearing, you know, I'm always a tech shirt. Ah, oh, there's a reason why I'm wearing this. I don't even know if this company still exists. It says on the back, sleep text repeat or something like that you're in that saying i got this at mobile world congress when i was there two years ago so i'm kind of having my fomo shirt on moving through yeah <laughs> and i hope you like my metaverse background that i'm right i do i do you like mine i, I can i do i like the binary and i used um, to have that on something i did a while ago right I'll, tell us about achiever I'll, before I'll, we get yeah. into the metaverse and its pros and cons Right. Um, so Achiever is a, uh, a company, a startup that myself and a co-founder started uh, five years ago, almost five years ago. We started at wow. the end of June 2017. And uh, what we do is help companies solve their toughest training problems using uh, augmented and virtual reality. Mostly we focus on virtual reality and we do uh, sort of digital twins. So if you have any kind of health and safety processes, risky um, processes that you need to do, and you need to develop uh, complex processes that require, you know, manual dexterity. Yep. Um, that's what we do. So everything from... I'm going to jump in. I'm going to blow the trumpet for you because I've actually seen this work and I've played on some of this work. Now, I, I know the one I can talk about, which was the um, forklift operation crane. or crane, was a crane. Yeah. crane operation. I'm doing this. You can see, like, I know the, the controls, right? And you built that many years ago, and it was awesome. So that was like instead of taking an expensive crane off its job of what it's supposed to be doing to train people on how to use it, and thankfully they are being trained, they could now get like 95 99% accuracy within a simulator like they do with airplane pilots. And that was years ago. I mean, that must be yeah. what, four, that five was, years ago? It was Six. 2017, yeah. So that was four. Five years ago. Go, yeah. So yeah. I definitely remember that, and I and I, and I loved that. And I said I actually got to play and probably crash a, a crane. Now I don't know if I'm allowed to say the brand, but I saw another thing that you did, which was highly successful. We were both at the same exhibition. If you're allowed to say the brand, oh right, yeah. Uh, it, let's let's just leave it at a quick service restaurant. Perfect. That's why I want to say love that um, sells chicken. I think we can say right. That. Okay. <laughs> And their colors, I can actually say their color because there's a few in there, but I won't. Right. So I actually saw that, what you were doing there. And again, going to that whole safety aspect, this was all about safety within the working environment, which is obviously yeah. the kitchen. Which yeah, we've done a couple of, of gigs for that company now. Um, so that one was about burns awareness. 
right. uh, helping helping young young people working in a, a fast food kitchen uh, not burn themselves, basically. Uh, Which is this, this company, their, their <laughs> largest health and safety issue, of course, was burns. Um, the other gig we did for them was actually during COVID, they <clears throat> they wanted to um, onboard people to their um, what they call their restaurant support center, their head office, and okay. meet the senior leadership team. So we did a full a digital twin of their, their head office oh, nice. and um, avatars for all of their senior leadership team. And the person basically got to have their first day in the office, but they got to do it on a VR headset that had been sent to their home. Wow, so, that's quite something. And Did then they get they to keep it? A, a kitchen tour as well. No, I, I don't believe so. I believe the okay. um, headset goes back. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a QSR, um, right? It's not a premium restaurant they can afford <laughs> to spend headgear permanently. Actually, you know, when, when you look at the price of um, Oculus Quest, which is the, the headset that we use almost primarily at the moment, um, they're a quarter of a price, a price of an iPhone, right? And companies give iPhones to employees all the time. So, so yeah, from a, a price performance perspective, if there was more content, um, clearly this would just be a game changer in terms of all sorts of um, enterprise use cases and, and training is obviously the foremost of that one. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I said, I mean, I, I remember when um, Ari and I were still doing the show and and you came on and we spoke. In fact, Ari and I both got to play in the crane. And that was, I mean, you were way ahead of the pack on that. So I'm glad to see that Achiever is still achieving. Uh, <laughs> we're here for the metaverse, though, and I think this is a nice yeah. segue into, into the metaverse. So for the, for the people that are maybe haven't listened to the last two-week show, Two weeks ago, I was just slamming the whole concept of building mansions and selling pictures and entrances inside. And I was talking about the Playboy Mansion specifically inside the metaverse. Last yeah. week, I kind of mellowed out a little bit more given the research of about 40% of Americans would prefer to be in the metaverse than real life, which that's a problem in its own. We've been to America recently because I was there a month ago. So, Well, that's why I thought it would be great to have you on. I mean, yeah, is it so bad? that people would rather lock themselves into full immersion, um, 40% of them, which is a big number. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is I am still very cynical about this whole thing. It, you know, we and you and I, the one thing that you and I can say is that we've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, lost the T-shirt, and got replaced the T-shirt, right? Especially Absolutely. when techs come through. And yeah. there's been a lot of these, oh, this is the next big thing. This is This is just going to change the world. And everyone spends their hard-earned money and their kids' school fees and everything else. And, of course, it didn't. So, yeah, what are your, what are your positives on the metaverse? It's okay. the positives. Uh, there I was, I was lining up all of my, um, my objections to the metaverse. Well, let's go to the negatives then. Let's okay. end the show with the let's, positive. Let's, right. let's, what are your negatives? Let, let's go with um, – look, I, I think um, having spent – six years in AR and BR and XR and MR and the, the alphabet soup dash reality, right? Um, um, the, the, it's true. <laughs> the, I actually started writing an article, which I'll probably uh, uh, publish on LinkedIn, which basically said, you know, <laughs> really all of these companies are tired of going AR, VR, MR, XR, and they've just put a name on it and they've called yep. it the metaverse. And it's awesome because instead of trying to sell people on AR and VR, you can just say, no, we, we do training in the metaverse. And it's, it's a really good, you know, it's a catch-all marketing program. Is it enough? Like, does no, it? not at all, not at all. And, yeah. and in fact, if anything, it, it confuses people even more. Um, you know, the, the term was coined from Neil Stevenson's um, Snow Crash, which he published, what, two decades ago now, a little bit more than two decades ago. Um, and, and every single sci-fi show that talks about the metaverse or a metaverse-type concept, so the three that come to mind are obviously Snow Crash, the book, uh, Ready Player One, the book and the movie, yep. um, and, of course, The Matrix, um, uh, the series of movies. All of them, all of them are dystopias. <laughs> it's like... Right. Um, you know, they, they are social commentaries on the evils of what social media is doing to us, what um, invasions of privacy are doing to us, uh, you know, what mass surveillance is doing for us. So, yeah, I, I think we, we need to heed the warnings. 
Um, just segue on, on from the, you know, the, the flippant, well, we can use the metaverse instead of saying AR and VR. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a far more insidious, um, insidious uh, rationale or, or objective. And that is that if you if you think about uh, and it's I'm gonna I'm gonna try and see it from different companies' perspectives. All of the companies who've jumped onto the metaverse, right? Just remember, um, I'm a very big Zuckerberg fan. Uh, yeah, and me too. The guy's a genius, yes. sure. Um, also, <laughs> he uh, I'm not sure whether it's it's in by intent or whether it's just unintended consequences. Um, the if, if you think about Facebook, Facebook's primary aim is to capture attention, yeah. and at the moment that and and the primary aim to capture attention is to sell advertising. That's it, right? It's to to you are the product. That's why it's free, and also by the way, you provide all of the content. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's all user generated yeah. content, 100%. so that you can reach people, right? Um, and we've already seen, you know, I think just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to things like Brexit and the Trump election and uh, Cambridge Analytica and selling data. Um, and Tim Cook's not not stupid, right? This is why he's literally switched off, you know, um, all of the Facebook access to apps and things on the on the um, iPhone. But when you when you think about capturing people's attention, where do you go? if you can only capture attention on 2D displays, right? The only yeah. place you can go from there is to stick those displays on their eyes, right? And that was now, this whole thing about Oculus, right? I mean, that's just right. why you acquired it at a, at a really inflated price. Right. And, and when you think about, you know, it, it's the, the – there are two major privacy issues. One um, that is major privacy issue with VR and another one that's a major privacy issue with AR. So let's talk about VR first, with virtual reality first. Um, when, when you put on a set of Oculus, when, when you put an Oculus Quest 2, it, uh, so that it knows where you are in your room, it maps your room, right? That data goes to Facebook. So they have a map, a 3D map room. of all of the rooms that your Quest is in, right? Yeah. And it's linked to your Facebook account. And, of course, they know um, what apps you're using when you're in VR. They know if you're doing any fitness apps and you've hooked up your watch or your, your fitness machines, like I've got a, a rowing machine I invested in uh, on Kickstarter and I can hook that up via Bluetooth. They know, you know, all of the times that you exercise. <laughs> they know your pulse. They, I mean, like... I was going to say, you know, a, lot of, a lot of our listeners or viewers are now going, uh-oh, what about Pornhub? Yep, yeah, know. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you know that too. And your, yeah, I mean, rate, and your heart rate wanted to give even more data. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, though, um, they probably know that from, from Google, right? Incognito Google. mode is not actually yeah. incognito. So. Um, so let's talk about, you know, and, and yeah, so, so there's, there's, an, there's absolutely a, an insidious um, issue when it comes to uh, privacy in terms of the amount of data that they can now collect and then the inferences that that's going to make. And, of course, all of that is going to be, you know, uh, I mean, I even had this in our roadmap back in 2017 when we started Achiever. One of the things that we were looking at doing was allowing training companies to put billboard ads in training ex um, I remember you talking applications about that like we that. have in Achiever yeah. So that students, if a student is doing fire extinguisher, maybe he wants to do first aid, right? And so he can see the first aid course being advertised to him. Um, and absolutely, like, you know, um, how much more billboard, uh, more space do you get than, and this comes to the second issue of privacy, which starts in VR and then moves into AR, which is if, you're, if your metaverse is, uh, a virtual space where people have got shop fronts and, you know, exercise and recreation and sports and everything else, concerts and everything, then that is space that you can put advertising in, right? Yep. When that metaverse mixes with the real world, 
Then imagine driving down, you know, the Bruce Highway where you are or the M2 where we are. Well, at the moment, the we can swim down the highway, Roger. We can't drive down it. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're in boats at the moment. Sorry about that. Um, but but imagine, imagine driving and, and mashing up what we see as billboard um, and big display adverts at the moment with Facebook ads, Facebook targeted ads. So you're both wearing AR glasses, you and your partner, you're driving down the road and you both see a billboard ad, but you see different ads. You see the ad that's targeted at you. She sees the ad that's targeted at her. Oh, by the way, you see your calendar, your agenda, you see your directions. It's all all about that hidden little thing, right? Right. And and so now suddenly you, you start to understand the intention behind somebody who's, you know, practically got a third of the platform as daily active users on Facebook. So he's got their attention um, and, you know, where to from here, right? Um, I saw an interesting thing, uh, uh, interview the other day when somebody was talking about why are so many billionaires going to space? And it's like, well, once you've got your fleet of private jets, where do you go next, right? How do you yeah. prove that you're the richest man next? And it's like, well, you go into orbit. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So when, when you go, what about Microsoft, though, you know, um, I think Microsoft's got similar intentions. Um, I think they they tend to, and I used to work for Microsoft, uh, and I have a lot of friends who do still work for Microsoft. Um, you know, for them, it's really um, relevancy. Why why are they going into the metaverse? And it's relevancy. You know, they they've done amazing technology. Like you know, they need to they, they need yeah. to be there. Yeah, I think strategically they need need to be there. I think the there's a a very real um, millennial slash Gen Z divide in terms of how people do things. I think that was exacerbated by people working from home and studying from home and yeah. all the remote work that we've done and and moving to video conferencing and things over the last couple of years. And it was happened to be a across the globe, right? The whole globe, you know. And um, and so when you see what Microsoft's doing, if you look at Teams, Teams has been playing catch-up um, to Zoom. Um, you know, all of the features of Teams, and, and dare I say, has been overtaking Zoom. Um, I, I would and, agree with that, actually. I get more Teams invites than I do yeah. Zoom invites. Yeah, um, and, and that's it's probably partly because Microsoft owns the enterprise, right? You know, when you think of... Enterprise authentication, everybody's got Active Directory. Nobody uses anything else other than Active Directory. When you think of cloud authentication, you know, everybody's using Azure Active Directory. Um, yep. When you look at the startup market, though, and the, you know, the, the millennial-driven economy, and, and the, uh, it's not really true to say it's a millennial-driven economy, but let's, let's, you know, let's call myself, instead of Gen X, which I am, a boomer, right? And let's go boomers versus millennials. Um, it's all of the open source. It's all of the open source, the Slacks, the Zooms, the um, you know the the Gmails uh, of the world, right? And um, and and so Microsoft looks at this growing rise of uh, of what will become the, the future enterprise, yeah. and they just need to stay relevant, right? And if if the future enterprise is all working on Facebook Horizons Workplace, then you know, where is Microsoft in that picture? Um, well, you know, I the future of work is probably not Word and PowerPoint and Excel, right? I, I'm um, going to bring that back up because that's the full version of my, um, uh, my my background that I put up today. Because I yeah. think you've just hit it. You know, we were talking about some of the negatives, but I, I'm also a bit conscious of time, so I'm swinging to the positive. So what I've put up for those that are listening and are watching is like just what this expanded metaverse could look like. But I try to incorporate like people having fun and also people working because if 40% of Americans want to live in this place. Now you mentioned something very interesting about the startup mentality and you know, how the the millennials or the Gen Z's are, are thinking. Yeah. You know, are we now going to see companies launching in the metaverse? In other words, the only way you can transact with me is if you come and see me at my office and I'm, I'm sitting here with my hands in the air doing the virtual, virtual commas, you know, um, you come and meet me at my office, and I'm using the word meet because it is a meeting. It's a virtual meeting, yeah. um, and here's the address, and this is which will be an IP address, and this is where you find me inside the metaverse, um, and we'll sit at a boardroom table and we'll 
do what we need to do. Now, I just want to finish that, that thinking before we answer yeah. that, right? Here's the problem. I'm inside this metaverse that belongs to evil corp, Acme, and yes. I'm sitting having a meeting with you, Roger, because you're trying to sell me something. And next minute up on my window or screen or a blimp comes flying past is a competitor advert, like a, a competitor's advert or banner or the product that appears on my table. You know what I mean? Um, I'm actually going to put us back into full screen mode. But yeah. that scares the hell out of me. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get into a positive on the metaverse, but my job is to make sure my client's Spugging. brands are front and center. You know, now I'm sitting there in this make-believe world that someone owns and yeah. I could be trying to pitch something to you and next minute your competitors break because they know who your competitors are. They know you there because we've just discussed this and that's just all over the freaking place now. So, look, I um, I run a VR startup. I've been using VR for myself for over six years now, um, both first at, at Hewlett Packard Enterprise where I was CTO for innovation and then at Achiever. Um, and I play VR regularly um, and I don't use VR every day. In fact, um, I probably use VR a couple of times a month, right? So... The, the experience that I've had as well with our products is that um, the vast majority of our users really, we, we had to change the design of our products um, so that people didn't need to onboard. Um, the first time you get into VR, if you've never gamed before and you've never used a gaming controller and you don't know concepts like teleporting or you know, the fact that you can actually move around um, and you've got to um, use your use a laser and click the trigger button on the controller that you can't see to choose a button, right? Um, you know, the average gamer um, picks that up in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. The average warehouse worker and construction worker, not so much, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you've got a training exercise and you've got 40 people in a room and you've only got four headsets and your training exercise is already 10 or 15 minutes, um, and you've only got an hour to get them through that VR training, you can't spend 15 minutes on everybody on onboarding them to yep. VR, right? 100%. So, so I think um, from a VR perspective, I don't know, like I'm a, I'm a massive VR nerd. I, I've had the epiphany. I, I want to jump know. in there. You're not, you're not slating VR. Like if everyone's thinking, no, second, not at all. It's, it's I, I just want to clarify that. Too, right? these, are the, these are the limitations. And, and, and we haven't even started talking about the real physical limitations. Every time a, um, and no offense intended here at all, because I know you've got a technology background as well as marketing, but every time a marketing person tries to sell me on the trillion dollar advantage of the metaverse, I ask them to go and watch John Carmack's keynote at the last connect. Because John Carmack is actually the engineer or the CTO of Meta. And he talks about the very real limitations of you can't have more than 16 people in a virtual space and you start getting laggy and people start getting sick because frame rates Sounds drop. Sounds like uh, Trump social. Oh, wait, sorry. They, they yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, just very quickly to your 40% of people uh, yeah, that's spending their time in the metaverse. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I, I have... Um, four daughters ranging from 23 to 33 and not one of them wants to spend any time in the metaverse. That's what I thought, right? And I mean, all, it was a you know, they, they want to travel. They, um, yeah. and you know, I, I just say to anybody who, who goes, yeah, but it's so great. You can go into the metaverse. It's like, There's just jump on there. a ferry. Don't, don't even, don't even get a boat. Just jump on a ferry, go down yeah. Sydney Harbour, you know, or um, go for a walk in the I forest. <laughs> and, yeah. Go, Go for a paddle down um, down the Bruce Highway. Um, you know, get outside, breathe, do a push-up, um, and, yep. you know, have a ham sandwich. Like, you can't do any of this stuff in the metaverse, right? Well, I thought, you know, maybe that the, the, the data was skewed because it was COVID. People seeing the end of the world. They were living inside their little boxes. You know, you take a place like New York. Now, I love New York. I'm not slating New York. But New York is little tiny boxes, vertical, 80, 90 stories, and when you lock down in that environment, I also would want to be immersed 24 hours. Sure. And that's what Ready Player One's all about. Because yeah. of time, though, let's end with a positive. Let's okay. find a positive reason to go into the metaverse. And I, and for me, the positive is not making money. It's not about 
a new experience because it's not new. I mean, as you said, you've been building stuff like this for years. So there's nothing new about a collective. What do you see as a positive of the metaverse? So I'll I'll end with two, and and this is kind of where I was going. I think the metaverse will become far more real, not when people go into the metaverse, but when the metaverse comes into our lives. Oh, that's quite interesting. When when we move from, when, when you start getting... And dare I say, it's probably going to be an Apple device. It's going to be Apple AR glasses because, you know, if you look at all the last inflection points, real inflection points for technology besides probably Oculus and and VR, it's been um, the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad, right? Um, uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when, when, when the digital world becomes part of our physical world that's probably when you know we get this mainstream metaverse thing and and yes there'll be there'll be vr aspects to it as well and there'll be ar aspects to it but but i want to end with this point of um there are just as as you know there are a couple of sci-fi programs talking about a world which has uh the metaverse as a predominant theme there are plenty of sci-fi programs which show AR and VR going all the way back to Star Trek, Star Wars back in the yeah. 70s, yeah. Um, where there isn't a concept of the metaverse. Just because displays have gone from punch cards to print, output printers to green screens to OLEDs to you know um, displays we can hold Hot in our hands, once we stick them on our faces, that doesn't necessarily mean we have to have a metaverse. Yeah. It just means that the tool that we use to connect with our digital information is um, on our face. Now, we coming to the positive, the positive of the the positive is this, right? And <laughs> the, the positive is uh, I can see there being um, two, maybe three. So, from a from a consumer perspective, from an everybody perspective, um, being able to sit in the same space as my grandson who's currently in the UK and read him a story or tell him a story um, or connect with him in, you know, and connect with his grandparents who happen to live there. Um, That that is, you know, I remember being in the Air Force and coming back from a force march, a a route march, um, and everybody standing in the lunch queue and somebody did the mail call and everybody left the lunch queue to go and get mail. Right? Get mail. There's yeah. a there's a huge psychological need we have to connect with people that is deeper than even food. And you know, despite yeah. being hungry. My and dad so connecting with people that, that letter yeah. from home, that connection. Right. And um and I think more than just people, spaces as well. So um I don't know, five, six years ago. I rode a motorbike over the Himalayas. Um, it would have been really cool to be able to go over that route before, while I was planning to yeah. go over the Himalayas, right? And I, I can actually do that now in Google Earth VR. Um, but to actually have that opportunity to be able to have a meeting standing on the deck of a multi-million dollar yacht or whatever, right? Now, the technology is not there yet, and I know the technology is going to get there. It's probably going to take a decade, right? Um, you know, I, I was laughing when you were talking earlier about, um, you know, the, the metaverse subsuming everything. I don't think it'll ever subsume everything in the same way that, um, you know, mobile phones and social networks don't subsume everything. You know, yeah. 20 years ago, we didn't have any of this. And I was just thinking today, you know, we're doing this live stream. The first video conferencing um, PC that I installed was for Nokia in 1995. Wow. Right. And, and now people are, and, and at the time I was like, this is going to be a game changer. Everybody's going to talk to each other over video. And I have a phone and, that does it. You know, and, and we're now talking <laughs> almost 30 years later. It's like it's yeah. 20, 27 years later. And now, and it took a global pandemic and ubiquitous mobile phones and video cameras for people to go, oh, yeah, we can do the Zoom thing and we can actually do that, right? I was actually in the newspaper in Australia in 2003 
because of remote working. I was working for Compaq at the time and I used to do a lot of my work from home. And like, you know, the article was, is this the future and do offices need to worry? And it's You like, said 2003, right? It took yeah. 15, 16 years until that did become the norm in the future. So, right. I mean, that's the yeah. same for the metaverse. The only positive I can find, I, I must say, I didn't think of what you said, the family connection and being able to sit in that same room. That is awesome. That really is awesome to have that better engagement than just a phone call. But for me, and you know, as a gamer and having a son who's a gamer, when you take the big worlds, and, and this is probably the, where I would tip my hat of where the investment for a metaverse should potentially go. Yeah, uh, last week, Friday, they launched Elden Ring, which has been, we've been waiting for this game. If you follow the Dark Souls, and it, it's, a, it's a big, big universe, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, we've been playing those games from a first-person point of view for many years. Now you'll be able to be in the game, inside that metaverse, and totally emerged when the game companies start, and again, we're years away from that, because it'll be buggy and it'll be, blocky and you know you need the processes but to me that's something that could be quite cool so i mean you know these people that do this uh what's it this live action where they dress up and they go and hit each other with plastic swords uh, like cosplay yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. them now being able to do that with people from all over the world whether you like that live action landing or whatever they call it or not that's irrelevant these are people that love what they do they can get dressed up and they can go and when i say dressed up avatar they dress their avatar and they go and they have a, a session with anyone all over the world. That's cool. Yeah. Look, I, I, I totally agree. But what you're talking about there is is a, a morgue, right? It's a massive multiplayer online. That's the thing. I can't and, see. And you're talking about, actually what you're talking about is a universe. You're talking about universe. a gaming universe. The metaverse is that I can take my Facebook avatar and I can go into my Microsoft office and yeah. I can buy um, a, a, an asset from Elden Ring and I can sell it on Facebook Marketplace or I can sell it on the eBay metaverse or whatever. And that, I don't necessarily believe we need that. I don't believe we need I, a I don't unified... Need I don't believe we need a unified, um, you know, identity. Um, I, I think the world works quite well uh, with me having an Australian passport and getting on playing and that's not battling. I, and I said, I, I, I was pretty sure that our cynicisms would be the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, my only message is, you know, if you're going to invest, and I'm not an investment broker advisor, but you know, if you're going to go and invest in something that's new, exciting, cool, but you've got to really look at it and think to yourself, you know, like you've just said, I think the takeaway from this is, do you need it? Like, do we need it or do you need it? And if we and you don't actually, you know, we need water that we need. Without it, we die. Do we? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's right. It's yeah. quite. It's quite. Um, you know, going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs is probably yeah. not a bad yeah. bad thing to do, right? Um, Correct. Like, I need know. water. I know that no matter what I do and where I'm immersed um, and how long I stay there, and I can even water, look at food, sleep, exercise. You know, I'm going and, to and die. We we need relationships and we need self-actualization i get that yeah. and we need to be transcendent but um but yeah the 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 overarching thing that i i see is um you know and and we've even been accused of this are we a solution are we a, a hammer that's looking for a nail right yeah. are we a solution yeah. sorry that's my bad. are we a solution that's trying to find a problem um you know and and really, where our battle is, is on the balance sheet. We have CFOs who buy our software. That's what it is. Correct. And, they, and they're basically going, well, I can buy e-learning for 20 grand. Why do I want to spend 100 grand on VR training? And it's like, and you, you can explain to them till you blue in the face, you know, um, that it's about no risk and it's about, you know, improved processes and better proficiency and automatic reporting and all of those things. What you need but, to do is open you know, your store. The argument that you go is, well, you know, if somebody has an accident in your factory, that's $12 million worth of compensation yep. and safe, work safety after you and fines and that person will never work in that room again and probably nobody else will work in that room again. Um, now, compared to that, you know, e-learning just doesn't stack up. Like we all know that, right? 
And so, so that's the, for me, that's get, get back to, as Elon Musk would say, right? Get back to first principles. What are the first principles? And um, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that I can now say that I do training in the metaverse and I don't have to worry about explaining AR and VR and blah, blah, blah. Well, that, but, um, I, was, I was about to say, that's another positive is companies yeah. like yours with the foresight or the tools that you use, that's a natural fit, right? I mean, you also, you, I know you reviewed and used and all made it work on HoloLens, which was that hybridy first stages that we saw. So yeah. for you, it is a good thing that it, you can just say to me, I train in the metaverse. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And there'll be companies that want to do it, right? They want also bragging rights. Oh, we train in the metaverse. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think if I had to give you, I, I like to put everything on a scale. I did that headset earlier and I gave it a 7.5. And you're a musician, by the way. There's a song you need to listen to. Is that Kristen Hirsch, Your Ghost? That okay. bass comes through there with your really good pair. You'll see. And then you can tell me what you think. That's my measuring headset scale. I've got OG Bose noise cancelling headsets. Well, you've got to go listen to Kristen Hirsch, your ghost, and then you can tell me what you think when this this bass comes through. But anyway, for me, I put everything on scales. If I take the metaverse as we currently stand now, and I'm trying to find the goods and the bands and that, I'm like at a two and a half out of ten, like from an excitement level. I'll give you you another positive, right? Um, And that is uh, Ukraine. Like, you know, I would far rather there be territorial um, fights and issues about rights in the metaverse than, you know, than... That's quite a good one. Million people being it's a pity we ran out of time on that one, but that's true. Yeah. So you virtually... And that's what gaming is so cool as well, right? We can go and just absolutely annihilate our friends and enemies, and then you and go reach and it's all gone. There's no damage. Yeah. Well, there's damage to the GPU, but that's about it. <laughs> Yeah. Roger, I do have to close off. Um, I'm glad you, you uh, reached out. And uh, just quickly before we go, so it's achiever.zone. Zoom. Dot? Zone. 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 Achiever, the Achiever Zone. Yeah. Okay. And there's no yeah. E. So for everyone that's listening and not watching, it's Achiever. You can, you can see it on my name label, Achiever. Yeah, Some people listen. So that's why I'm spelling oh, it right. out. So it's A. C-H-I-E-V-R. So no E between the V and the R. Yep. Dot zone. Dot zone, yeah. Cool. And That's of course, the, the famous handle at Rog42. We can yeah, find you pretty much on any network with that one. Yep. So, Even TikTok, believe it or not. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. Not, not, that I, not that I've published anything on TikTok. <laughs> he um, says, I can just see the granddad videos for the baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rog, really good to catch up again, mate. It's been a, yeah, a long time. And thank you. Um, and we'll we'll chat to you soon. Yeah, thanks very much, man. Thanks for having right, cool. me. Really appreciate it. Cool, cool. So basically that uh, yeah, that brings us uh, to the end of the show. I didn't get to do all the things like QA and, and all those wonderful things, but we will get to those next week. So um, I think I do have to wrap. I don't think I can see that we uh, we're at the end of the show. Um, until next time. Keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny.